What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar podcast live stream. I love saying that every time. Episode 62, we got Archer Components on. For those of you guys that uh, aren't familiar with them, they do a little bit of a wireless shifting thing that's a little little, little different. So um, we'll get into that. But first, I want to tell you guys all thanks to the new thanks or hello and thanks to all you guys that are new subscribers. I did that weight loss thing over on the biker channel. If those of you guys aren't on the biker channel, go check that out. And since I've done that, there's been a boatload of new people around. So hello to all to you, all of you. Man, here we go again with that can't talk at the beginning of a podcast thing. Um, outside of that, dude, I checked out the uh, download stats on the podcast itself and we're, we're clocking in like 5,000 a month, man. That's really sick. Thanks a lot to all you guys that are listening instead of watching it on the YouTubes or wherever else you want to watch it at, probably on some like underground dark net kind of website, something weird. But um, <laughs> anyways, I really appreciate that. Those of you guys that are on the podcast uh, platforms, leave me a review over there. I um, swing by the Apple one every once in a while and read the reviews. They're always fun to, to see what people have to say. So if you guys enjoy this show and you want me to keep doing it, hit the subscribe button. And if you really like it, hit the like button. And if you can't stand it at all, hit the like button twice and just roll on and then watch the video like three more times. Make up your mind later. Anyways, if you guys want a little bit of more content, go ahead and swing by the, my Facebook or my Instagram. It's at bikerb one. There's always uh, little pictures there. It's not overwhelming. And little, little, you get little tidbits of what's going on. And if you want to know more than that, check this out. You could be a sponsor of the show by joining Patreon. For a buck a month, you can get on my Patreon. I got some coupons over there for some of the vendors that are, or the vendors, some of the companies I work with. Um, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in thinking about my regular day job talking about vendors. I don't have any vendors on the biker bar, but um, swing by there. So you could do that for a buck a month, or for five bucks a month, you can get a sticker pack and really keep the beer fridge stocked. I'm working on that thing. Got emptied out on my birthday last week, and I couldn't believe it. I went in there filled that thing up. I was like all proud. It was like top to bottom beer. And then the next day I got up and I was like, what happened? I had too many alcoholics for friends. I have to work on that. Anyways, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started. We got uh, Devin here from Archer Components. How's it going, Devin? Going well. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, man, for sure, dude. It's definitely, um, um, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. Honestly, I saw your product like I'm going to say a, a time frame, which like a never makes sense in my like man brain, you know, and, and you're gonna be like, we didn't even start then. I, I want to say it was like two or three years ago. Have, have you guys been around for that long? About right. Yeah, that's about right. It's been about three years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say it was some, like another YouTube creator or something like that that had it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And at that time I was like, I don't know why I didn't reach out, but here we are. <laughs> So you got a little lag going cool. on, I think. You know, like, oh, but, am I, uh, I'm a little lag. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll be all right. I'm just letting you know if, if it seems like there's like a weird second in between when we're talking and we're not. Right. Um. So anyways, yeah, so how's how's it going over there? We're good. Um, you know, we had kind of a hell-raising, hair-raising uh, couple of weeks here with that fire that was over in the, the, the Big Basin Woods. I was right next door, wow. and we had to evac our office and, and get out of Scotts Valley. So that was a little bit, a little bit stressful. But we've uh, we're doing okay. It's still a little smoky, but you know it seems like it's smoky up and down California right now. So 
Yeah, pretty much uh, doesn't seem like you know, not to get not to get too too deep, too dark. Right, right off the start. Seeing outside of Fresno heavy duty right now. Man, your your audio all of a sudden just like nope, I don't want to do that anymore. Still there? Yeah, I'm still here. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, we could sit here and talk for like 15 minutes before the show and it's like, nope, everything's fine. That's just great. And then we go ahead and hit the live button and then it just goes to hell. <laughs> That's the way things what, go. What would you like to do? Should I uh, uh, hang back? I think if we start with smoke signals, it'd probably be the best place to start. <laughs> I don't know. I think I don't know. If, I think I don't know if you can blame this on on me and my technology. I think this is, might be you this time. You think so? Yeah. I don't I know. Know. Let's ask, let's ask the audience. Everybody yeah, says yeah. he is not sounding good, bouncing in and out. So I don't know. We'll blame it on me. I'll take it. It's fine. Sounds like it's working again. So you were saying there's some fires, and you were saying something about Fresno. Yeah, no, you see the, the, the creek fire down in Fresno area outside of, uh, in the Sierra foothills of, outside of Fresno. The creek fire just blew up over the last couple of days. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah that one did. 2020 has been, like, crazy, man. It is, like, I'm 100% sure the zombie apocalypse is happening before New Year's. I mean, that's what Halloween's going to be, right? I mean, it's <laughs> So... How did you guys decide that you wanted to get in the wireless game, man? I, I mean, I think even three years ago, that would have been pretty um, ahead of the power curve there. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I wish I could lay claim to the original idea, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's not mine. Um, no, so, you know, I, I actually wasn't even, I wasn't even living in the country for, I don't know, I, I just moved back about five years ago. I was living in Ecuador, in Quito. And, All right. Um, you know, was living a totally different life. Like I didn't have a smartphone. You know, I was I was teaching math at the international high school down there, it, hiking, climbing mountains. I had a couple of hardtails, and that was about it. And so right. I was way outside of the bike mentality. You know, like I just was completely gone. And I came back, and this was about five years ago. I came back, and and a best friend from college. He calls me up, says, "Hey, man, come over for Thanksgiving, and and I want to show you something." And he shows me this prototype, and I'm like, "What? What is that? Like, why do why? <laughs> what's the point right. of electronic shifting at all? Like, who cares? I didn't even know right. about any of the stuff, the DI twos or or the ETAPs or any of that. Uh -huh. And so it was like, kind of like, I don't get it, man. You know, I was just driving an, an '86 Land Cruiser. Like, why do we need electronic shifting on a bike?" doesn't make any right. sense um and so you know he's like no but this is this is this is it man this is the way of the future this is how it's gonna be. so he comes up with this crazy idea builds this super rough prototype and calls me over and shows me he's like let's do this let's make this thing i'm like uh it doesn't make any sense i'm a teacher right. like what are you what are you doing and um and then i got a chance to play around with it you know i got kind of deeper into it i got to got to try it out and see the way it actually worked and then realized that I had been, you know, basically for the six years we were in Ecuador, I was like massaging each shift point. I was really trying to use that mechanical shift as the best I could. 
And mm-hmm. I realized that, oh, this is like, we could take robotics and we could take robotics and make this so much more streamlined and easy to use and uh, just flexible. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, for me as, as a biker, God, I, I ruined so many derailers. I've like tried to fix them by turning the little screws in the back. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I didn't, I didn't yeah, know right. what things were. And so when he shows me this thing, I'm thinking this, oh, this could be something that allows more people to understand how this system works because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand that the, the, the ratchet mechanism up on the handlebars is actually where all the precision lies. So right. Mm-hmm. The derailleur is dumb. Like, let's just keep those derailleurs as dumb as possible, but add some brains to it. So anyway, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, so that's what you're getting whenever you're paying for the different ones. It's like, you're dropping weight right. in the shifter, but you're also having more precision in the shifter. Right. And the, the, the machining tolerances are better. And so it's mm-hmm. better material, stronger metals, things that are going to be longer lasting under load. Yeah. Uh, but the fact remains that you've got a long cable that's due right. to the factors of cable stretch. And, and it's going to have some degree of uh, inaccuracy. You know, like you can get your 12 speed to shift most of the gears, but there's always going to be a few that are eh, they're okay. Yeah. Right. Especially if I work on it exactly my point right? <laughs> yeah i tell you what man whenever the one by systems came out and i was like i can take this freaking front derailleur off oh my yeah. god yeah i i would like have that thing like dialed for like half a ride and then it would be screwed up and i'd be like you know what i'm always in the middle chain ring anyway i'll just get it dialed in there right and then right. the other two will just be like and i'll just deal with it <laughs> it's, gotten, it's gotten better for sure with the one bikes. I mean, that definitely yeah. improves quite a bit, but there's still a crap ton of bikes out there that are not one by. Yeah. We yeah. get tons of folks all the time calling us up saying, Hey, does this thing work with a two by or three by system? Like, it's like, yeah, it works fine, man. Set it up however you want to set it up. Mm-hmm. I guess you could hook that thing up to your front derailleur too then, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got we've got a couple people that are doing that. I've done some testing with that. Um, the only thing is that with that front, you want to be able to trim it, right? So you want to be able to like as you move up and down your your rear, you want that front to be able to stay trim. So what I did was I added a couple extra shift points along the way, so mm-hmm. that if I was in my small in the front, I could then still kind of move it over when I needed to, to the big in the back. And so it was able uh... to kind of like add just additional shift points to keep it from. Interesting. Not too bad. Yeah, but it's super right on, fun. Man. You can do it. You can do anything with it. So you guys like have it set up for you can do up to twenty four gears, right? I think that's what it said on the video uh, that I was yeah, watching. Twenty different shift points, exactly. Yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, "What's he thinking, man? Well, I never had many gears, just- right?" No, but whenever I I heard it, that's what I said to myself. But then I thought like. Like whenever like Microsoft started and they were like writing an operating system and they were like, man, this is way more RAM than we'll ever need. And then right, you know, right, like, right, right. three years later, they're like, years. shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> so exactly, I definitely can't exactly. say, say that, that that's a great idea. So what kind of, um, what kind of, so you got in at the prototype stage at that point, did that thing look like a phone yeah. book on the back of the bike or. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. It was duct tape and just these, yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. So mm-hmm. we, um, he had 
Brandon had worked with a couple other electrical engineers that he'd found online and, mm-hmm. and had a decent working prototype, but the module was using classic Bluetooth instead of the low energy Bluetooth. Uh, mm-hmm. Things that we actually take for granted as, as like really high functioning Bluetooth. So we said, all right, well, let's start from scratch and let's just, let's build a circuit from the ground up. Let's start with the base functionality of, look, this thing has just got to shift gear, shift up, shift down, that's it. And then mm-hmm. from there, you know, we start building in different features and start adding in different things that people are asking for, people talking about, things that we like, things that we need. And um, So your buddy, he's an electrical engineer? No, he's a mechanical engineer. So uh, and you said you were a math teacher. So like, what was your, were you a, an engineer as well in school or? I, uh, I have a degree in math. And so I did a lot of computer science and a lot of mathematics, but uh-huh. we work with. So you, so you know how to program at that point, whenever we reached yeah. out to you. Right on. For sure. Yeah. And we've, I mean, Brandon and I have done a number of things together. So we, yeah, we go way back. We've tried to start a number of businesses. This is the first one that's actually taken hold and is going somewhere. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun to, to, to try a lot of times and then finally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Finally. Yeah. No, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Believe me, man. I totally understand where you're coming from there. Most of the time for me, it's like getting it from like actually just sitting around the campfire talking shit with my buddies to actually following through with it. You know, that's the fun part. When I started, when I started the biker channel, it was actually a website. And, um, I started with this idea and honestly, if I would have ran with it, it'd probably be a much bigger YouTube channel than I am now. But, um, like, honestly, it just kind of got to a point where we're kind of fizzled out, you know, like get these great ideas, you build a website, you do all this stuff. And then then for like the next three years, me and my buddies would just talk about it every time we we're drinking. Yeah, we should do that, man. Yeah. And so, I had, such a great well, idea. Yeah. And then sometimes, uh-huh. you know, and then one day, you know, you, 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 whatever reason you got the motivation and it works out. Oh, that's, yeah. that's super cool. So you guys yeah. start building this thing. And um, how do you go about like figuring out how to like, I don't even know how you're like, Somebody make this idea into a piece of like product, you know, like, how do you, how do you do that? (laughs) Right. Non-trivial stuff right there. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's crazy, man. Like if you don't have any manufacturing experience, like we didn't, um, you stub your toes, you make a lot of mistakes along the way. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, um, you learn a lot if you, if you're, if you're able to, you can just like sit there and try and absorb stuff. You, you meet people, you network. Um, I remember the first, the first time we were publicly like expressing that this was something that we were trying to do, um, mm-hmm. was at a, as a, a tech meetup here in, in Santa Cruz back in December of 16, I want to say, uh, uh-huh. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Um, and I'm at that thing. I do the pitch. I'm like, this is the thing that we're doing. This is amazing. It was, it was seriously like we hadn't even assembled the first prototype of this, like mm-hmm. 3d printed everything. It was just a mess. And <laughs> right I'm, I'm like, this is amazing. Come and buy everything. And, um, right. in that pitch, I said, look, you know, one of the things that we were, we're, we're trying to deal with is how do you offset the high quality, high expense of us manufacturing and, low quality but cheap as hell chinese manufacturing and how do we balance those mm-hmm. two things as a california company and um mm-hmm. and and that's i mean it's something that we're still constantly trying to battle battle with but as right. i'm saying that there's a guy in the audience and he raises his hand and he's like hey man i'm your guy like let's con- let's talk after this and so through him you meet 
the plastic molder, you meet the PCB assembler, you meet these random folks all over the place that'll help you out with mm -hmm. this, that, or the other. And um, yeah, so that that relationship started there, and, and David and I were, were were tight as all hell for it's been what four years now, and he's helped mm -hmm. helps me along the way with everything. It's amazing. So, um, you guys, this is your second model, right? Right, right, right. So what was uh, what was the key like points like of difference between the first and the second one? Do you um, still sell the first one? No, no, no. The first one okay. is, is is long gone. I mean, the first the first one we really stumbled in a big way with weatherproofing and weatherproofing. You know, coming from California. Can you say that one more time? You, you, you really dropped out right when you ever. said the key part of the sentence. Um, you uh, really stumbled with what? <laughs> with waterproofing and weatherproofing. Oh, uh, okay. And like keeping moisture out of there. And if moisture does get in there, what happens then? You know, those were a lot of uh -huh. things that we just didn't know how to do well. And uh -huh. so we've stumbled on that in a big way. So um, that V1, we did a lot of changes to just the way the, the design is built, the way the plastic seals together, the way it keeps water out, the coating and all of this, that and the other. But then we also were able to work with our motor manufacturer to get a higher precision and faster motor. So mm -hmm. we were able to get that the speed of shifting uh, to be just snappier and faster and just way cleaner. Um, so yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a really necessary move to go from V1 to, to the trail. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to do the next one. That's going to be the yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, that's the thing with creating something from scratch. Like, I know just from doing, like, web design, you know, like, as soon as I would upload my code, like, I would already be thinking about what I yeah. what I was changing, you know, and it would be like, oh, upload that. And then it'd be like something else. I have a buddy that just recently got another YouTuber. He got a, a 3D printer. Um, trail features if you're listening and he he started building this like little gopro mount to be able to put a gopro on a rear swing arm be able to catch some shots of like you nice. and whatever right cool so and this guy's like a tinker kind of like a, one of those like heavily analytical type of people and um it, it's uh just instantly it's like oh well i should change it to be like this and then it's like well if it breaks i need to put break points in and it's like well if it does break i should probably put in this part here and make that interchangeable yeah. so then i you know and then it's like just right on down the rabbit hole you know and it's like yeah. 600 prototypes later and this is just like a simple mount so i can only imagine like uh, a wireless shifter like yeah. just just a <laughs> just an avalanche of ideas i can tell you um, I'm actually, you know, when you offered to send me one at first, I was like, I don't, we don't need that. You don't need to do that for us just to talk, but I'm really glad that you did because it, um, it definitely changed my perception. And, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not like, like against changing things, but I'm like, also I'm lazy, you know? So it's like, ah, the shifter seems like it's doing all right to me, yeah. you know, like, let me tell you, I have DI2 on my cross bike and I've definitely nice. forgotten to charge that a few times. Yeah. And, and fortunately I, I ride mostly in Sacramento where it's flat as hell. So like a single speed really isn't that big of a deal. But like if I'm in Tahoe and I'm at like 10,000 feet of elevation, it's going to be a shitty day if my, my derailleur stops working, you know? Um, 
I forget where the hell I was going with that. But anyways, um, you mentioned the speed and, oh, that's where I was going. So that, there was two things that like, to me, when I saw pictures of it, I, I really didn't care for the way that the remote looked like aesthetically. And then I felt like, oh, those buttons are next to each other. It's like so different, like muscle memory wise of like where I'm putting my thumb to shift gears. There was that. And then um, something else that I just forgot about a second ago. Oh, the, and then the other thing was the speed was like, is this going to be fast enough to like dump through gears? Yeah, yeah. And and I'll tell you, when I put it on the bike, it actually looked better in person than it did like in pictures as far as the the remote you know I mean, you say the same thing about me man yeah right camera so and so that was one thing oh, right away i was like well you know it actually doesn't look that bad you know and and not that that's it, what we're going it, for man right? we don't look bad. <laughs> i apologize but like to me you, you know what i'm saying like you're, you're used I, to I, you're used to a certain thing that, that, yeah, yeah. no no it's all good dude i'll take it i'll take that one I'm sure it won't be the last time I say something stupid. So anyways, so there was that aspect of it. And then whenever I was shifting, like it really, it, it, there was no like time that it took me to like ramp up to get used to shifting. Like it, it was like, Oh, okay. There's that button and there's that button. And, and you know what? The exact same thing still happened when I was climbing. I pushed that button like 16 more times to try to get one more gear higher than Eagle. Come and that on. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, so, so like that like was normal. So I was like, okay. And I was, like I said, initially I was thinking that the, uh, like the, like dumping the gears was what I was worried about, like going down. And I'd say if at all, there was a speed thing that I, I don't know if it was in my head or not. I felt like it was more going up in gears. Like when it's like, oh shit, I'm cranking down this thing and all of a sudden there's something punchy and I'm trying to get up to like damn close to the eagle real quick. That was the only yeah. time. So I would imagine that your next version is probably based around the speed of the shifting. Yeah, there's we've got a, a solid list in the office of you know the, the wish list for what we're going to do. Um, mm -hmm. Speed is, I mean, it's critical, right? Like that's that's been one of the issues that some folks have had with the product is that they say, you know, I, I need to be able to do exactly what you're saying Yeah. Go from gear four to gear one lickety split, like, come on, let's go. And I, I mean, I'll concede absolutely that we are not as fast on sequential shifts on, on groups of shifts. Uh, did you mm -hmm. have the, the quick shift enabled where you can like press and hold and it goes X number of gears. Yeah, I did. I did figure that out after the, the first hour or two in my garage and it, it didn't come to me right away. But then I, I read something somewhere. I was like, Oh, that's cool. But I feel like even whenever I'm on, or at least when I was riding, like when those moments would come, like my brain wouldn't say, push this in and just hold it. It would say, just hit that button. Like 75 match, match, match. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. So no, I, I think mean, speed is speed's critical. Um, you know, durability, longevity. Like, I think all of those things are uh, are the core improvements that we're trying to make on the next version. Mm -hmm. um, but then there's other ideas of you know, like how can we link this into GPS? How can we link this into Strava? How can we have some kind of interface to it, easier charging? You know, like the, mm -hmm. the batteries. Um, we love that they're non-proprietary, but we hear from people every day that they want to just charge the damn thing with a cradle or a USB. 
And so, yeah, it would be nice if there was just a plug on the on the remote and the the shifter. So those of you guys that don't know how this works, we should probably take a step. Yeah, back that's that. a good move. That's a good move. So, what the hell so, are we talking about? <laughs> right. So basically, what we have here is like two parts. You have uh, what they call the remote, which has the two buttons on it, which is up and down. That goes where your shifter would go. And then they have another part that's Look like a small I got, I've got I got props and everything. Look at that. So there that's you go. the remote. See, this is the thing that, that that Ray Robert says that doesn't look so bad. Yeah, it doesn't look too I, bad. It doesn't look so bad, you know. Hey. <laughs> so um I almost feel like you need to say that in like a Borat voice. Does not look so bad. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> in in, in Kazakhstan, what is it? Kazakhstan? I don't remember the name of the city that he always says. <laughs> Right, anyway, so, that's that. so then there's also another little small, like for those of you guys that are listening on podcasts, it's like a small rectangular box. It's about probably about five, six inches long. And that goes on your, your rear swing arm right by your derailleur. Yeah. So basically you have these two pieces. They're connecting via Bluetooth to shift up and down. And so the plus side to this compared to like something like SRAM Axis, which is by i think you have to have like xo1 for sram access if i remember correctly uh i think you can XO. mix ex in there too I yeah really, I, I think that's kind of their shtick is that they can like mix and match it's just got to be eagle and yeah work. okay so either way once you have already an expensive as hell drivetrain um then you have to buy like another like six hundred dollars worth of equipment or sixteen hundred dollars worth of equipment i don't know what it is it's a lot of money let's just yeah. say it's 600 to call it but the the rear derailleurs retails for a thousand or last time i checked it was a thousand bucks for the rear derailleur alone okay so so a thousand bucks for rear derailleur yeah. and then whatever so for some reason i have 1600 bucks in my head i'm sure somebody on the internet can correct me in the, yeah. the comments or they something will. like that that'd be great they will. so um <laughs> anyways it's a lot of money on top of the already, you know, $400 cassette and the derailleur that you got to buy already and every everything else. So what they have is this system can hook up to any derailleur. I mean, I'm saying that any any modern derailleur you can hook up to and it 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 just pulls the cable for it. So when you break that derailleur, which if you guys are mountain bikers, I'm assuming you've broken broken your fair share of derailleurs. When that happens, you don't need to go buy another $1,000 Axis derailleur. You can go buy another you know, $70 GX or whatever and um, keep going. So yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly like the, the big idea is that, you know, keep your mech dumb, right? Like it doesn't need to be a brainy mech. Like let the mech just be a stupid thing. And if it gets bent, then you can use the app to then tune it back to shifting all the gears. So even if like, you know, for, for a while I had a terribly bent hanger, I didn't even really realize that that was the problem because I would always just tune it with the app and I would hit oh, that makes sense. all the gears. And then I, it was only after the fact that I looked, I'm like, oh shit, that's totally off. Um, right. Because the way the app works is that you can go in and it shows you kind of like a picture of a cassette in a, in a sense. And you can just say like, oh, that third one up is the one I hear clicking whenever I'm pedaling. And you just go in there and you can you can adjust like right and left of where the derailleur is at. So if the hanger is bent, like normally there's like one or two gears that are screwed up and everything else is fine. So what he's saying is you go in this app, 
and you just adjust it a little bit and you're like, oh yeah, whatever. I'll just keep going until I bang it off another rock. So, I mean, I guess that's a plus too, you know? Yeah. 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 It's so what we were talking about was batteries. And so uh-huh. right now we've got these, you know, double A size lithium ion batteries and these are non-proprietary. So if you need a pair, you can get them from Amazon or wherever you can find lithium ion rechargeable batteries. And one of the reasons why we did that was so that you could carry a spare set really easily when you're going on a trip or whatever, you want to have a spare set. Um, We didn't want to be the only source for your, for your batteries. You know, we don't want to have to like have folks from Malaysia asking us for batteries. Right. Um, Right. But then uh, the, the downside though, is that um, you have to take these out in order to charge charge. And right. so you're not on bike charging. And and so that's one, been one of the things that some folks have, have mentioned. Um, but I don't know, man. Is uh, there, there's not a way to like include that charger hardware inside of your box and. Oh no, there, there, there is absolutely. It's, it's just going to get more expensive or more heavy then. Well, it's heavier and it's bigger. So you've got all of the transistors to step like in a, a USB is coming in at five volts and these guys in series are running at 7.4 volts. So you have to mm-hmm. step the voltage up to, you know, nine or 12 volts in order to charge down these two cells in series. Mm-hmm. So you've got additional componentry, you've got additional like stuff that you're just riding around with for the every 80 hours or so having to yeah, charge. Yeah. You know, it just didn't seem like that that was gonna be worth it. Plus the liability of having to charge things on your bike. You know, we made the decision to go with these batteries back when the Galaxy Note was exploding everywhere, right? And everybody's hoverboards were burning down garages. Yeah, and right. <laughs> like, ah, uh, uh, scary, scary, scary. I don't want to be, like, strapped to someone's beautiful Ibis. Right. Ah, uh, I just burned your bike down. Sorry, man. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Somebody said in the comments that the uh, Axis Group said on Backcountry right now, 1600 bucks. So to to um, kind of settle the 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 conversation there your price point i think is like three something 399 yeah so that's everything that you need though right yeah that's everything so and then at that point what kind of um warranty comes with it so we have a one-year uh manufacturer's warranty and then a 30-day just money back like hey try it out if you don't like it whatever yeah here's your money back Um, right on we're pretty we're pretty loose with that you know we've had folks who are like hey it's been 45 days i just got it you're like all right it's cool. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I, I 400 bucks is a huge, I'm sorry. It's a huge fucking amount of money for me. Like, yeah, yeah, no, totally. man. It's not like I've got a scratch stanchion on my fork. I'm like, shit, man. Like, I don't want to buy a $250 fork. Like, like right. you know, or, and that's, and that's like as high as I go, you know? So I, I don't take the $400 lightly at all. I mean, I, I, I pack every box, right? Co-founder yeah. of the company. I pack every single box. I'm the one right here that's putting all these things together and i swear to god man every single time one of these things goes out it's like thank you for buying this this is like an enormous gift yeah. that someone is actually saying hey what you've done is really really cool and i'm gonna put four hundred dollars towards that like that's huge. yeah i have like a little different problem than you i wish Crazy. i was like i wish i had that like four hundred dollars expensive when it comes to bikes like i'll walk through target and i'll be like man that's a nice hat oh ten dollars okay man ten dollars 
I mean, maybe if it was like eight, I would buy this. You know what? I'm going to put that down. And then later that day, I'm like, I'm like laying around the couch board and I'm like, man, I should look for something to buy on my bike. I don't even know I need something right now. Oh, five hundred dollars for that tires. thing. I'm in. Tires, you tires. I can get more tires. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous, man. Like I have yeah. no problem spending money on bikes, but everything else is like, what do you mean I need to buy new shoes? I wear those every day. You know, like it's like I don't even know. I don't even understand me at that point. So going back to the, the charging thing, I agree yeah, yeah. that. I think it would be nice to be able to just plug it in and not have to um, unscrew the little, because you have like kind of like little Allen bolts that are on the back of the remote that you have to un unscrew it with yeah. to get the battery out. And um, like I was already thinking like, oh man, I have to put it on a stand. I got to kind of put the bike a little funky or loosen the collar up and spin it around. And then yeah. what kind of effort is it? Because I'm an idiot. I won't mark it. And then I won't know where it was before. So it'll be another like two rides to get that straight again. But the, the one on the, on the back on the shifter, that one actually is, seems pretty simple. It's like you stick a screwdriver or a nickel yeah. in there and you yeah, spin yeah, yeah, it yeah. and it slides out. I mean, so but you're absolutely right. So like, this is, this is a prototype of a new remote that we're building. And oh, cool. We're saw it here first guys. We're absolutely <laughs> going to, to USB. Like, uh -huh. I mean, it just further remote, since the remote is running at a uh, three and a half volt uh, input voltage, mm -hmm. we can charge it at the five volt USB without problems, right? There's no additional hardware. There's no stepping up, up the voltage. So it's, it's pretty trivial for us to add USB mm -hmm. to the remote. And, you know, I wish we had done it back when we did this, but we were also kind of thinking, don't charge it on the bike, don't charge it on the bike. Yeah, yeah. And so we went with this. So, yeah, I agree, man. I'll, I'll mark my word. Every future remote that we do is whatever you just said. I, all I got was mark my like, word. So you're coming back so in around. Easier, so you can though. maybe do that sentence again. No. Right after mark my words. <laughs> oh. For whatever reason, your your wire your wireless is like coming in waves. It's like hello. I'm I said in. mark my word. All of you are going to have USB charging. All right. I didn't get it again. But moving, moving on, right? Silly. All those, all those kids playing their their Minecraft in the house, and that's what it is. So I'll say this: you know, the people that are that are commenting in in the stream right now are all saying that they like that it's not a proprietary proprietary battery. Let's see if I can get that one out. That's like a 25 cent word. And people are saying, keep the batteries the way it is. So I, I can understand um, what they're saying there and I, what you've said as well. Yeah. So um, somebody else here is asking this guy, uh, his name is Archer by coincidence. Um, he says, how does the, the box secure to the chain stays? It ties with any movement lead to shifting inconsistencies. Yeah. That's a good one. So we've got a couple little straps. They're polypropylene straps that'll just pop in through the shifter body and then secure it over there and slam it down. You can tighten that thing down pretty tight and then clamp it. Um, these are also sized to fit standard zip ties. 
So if you don't want to buy our straps and you're okay with a zip tie, then just use a zip tie. Um, and then the last thing, this is another like exclusive for you. That's interesting about the zip tie thing too, because I was going to say something to you whenever I took it out of the box and I was like, man, that's, that's a drag. It only has like one set of the zips in case I wanted to move it to another bike or something like yeah. that. Then at that point I'd have to reach out to you to get more of them. So if it works with the zip tie then too, that's fine. I will say yeah. that um, before you, you show that other thing that one of your videos, I don't remember which one it was. It said something about when you're putting it on there to like zip tie it first and then, then use the straps to like get them locked in. And I, I did that when I was installing it. I felt like it made it like way easier to get it like pretty secure on there. Yeah, 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 for sure. So this is something that we just got these uh, first little batch back just a couple days ago. So this is a little mount, uses the same mounting brackets, but this is sized to fit on um, your water bottle cage. So you can put that, if you have a spare cage, if you're putting this on a road bike or a gravel bike, you can mount that shifter anywhere you want and use same cable and all that fun stuff. So it's an interesting little mounting oh, option neat. too. Yeah. So instead of putting it on then, that, why would you not want to put it back there though? I mean, I, I would think that you would want it on the chain stay so you could keep the cable as short as possible. If you're on like a, like a big boost space mountain bike, like, yeah, sure. There's ample space, but if you're on a gravel bike, sometimes the stays are a little bit narrower. Um, some uh, bikes have a little bit narrower pulled in stays. And so you just don't want to like get wheel interference. Like that's a bad idea. So, yeah, yeah. I will say when I installed it that you could see the, the, shifter part on the chain stay like in there like going towards the spokes and i was like at first i was like holy crap and then once i like spun my wheel i was like oh realize, man, yeah. like, there's plenty of room but like the first glance you're like oh my god that's like way in there you know yeah yeah, yeah. the closer so, you bring it back to the cassette though as that widens out you bring it back to the cassette and that's usually where it can fit in kind of snug. yeah yeah that's kind of what i did i ended up pulling it back to the end of the the chainstay protector that way like if the cable did or the straps were rubbing then like didn't mess up the paint or whatever because yeah, you know yeah, i yeah. really care about the paint but that i mean that's no, another reason why these <laughs> things are great is that folks that don't want to rub their paint off i mean yeah so why not like make it module well i guess that wouldn't matter then that you could i was thinking oh you'd be able to switch it but you can't switch it because the cable is there i was like if you had a, like a like it zip tied to the frame, but then you could like slide it on and off or something like that. Oh, but like that a, doesn't like put this on the frame and then have the other yeah, like yeah, frame. yeah. You totally could do that. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense though because you still like it's not like you could take it off because it's still connected by the cable. So yeah, but it'd be easier, I guess. I don't know. Well, you know what's interesting is is uh, one of our testers. <clears throat> he likes to ride single speed a bunch, and so. Mm -hmm but occasionally he wants gears. And so what he'll do is he's got two wheels, single speed and not. And when he goes to single speed, he just takes the whole derailleur and the shifter mm -hmm. off the bike. And then just- Oh, that makes sense. When he's got his, his wheel bike on there, or his gear bike. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. on. Yeah. So the other, somebody the asked- other part of the question that he was asking though was, was if the thing moves, does that lead to shifting? And oh yeah, yeah, totally. And like all of the precision is held in that Bowden housing that's coming from here going to your derailleur so even if this thing is moving around you don't lose any of the precision it doesn't it doesn't get 
wonky yeah. at all. Yeah, I mean, mine's like on there, but it's not like I can like it has some wiggle to it. Even the way that it's on there, it's not like it's on there mm-hmm. so tight that like if I move it, my whole bike moves. Like it, it right. still has some play in it. So, um, and I think that's partially maybe by the way that the the straps are designed as well. They don't have any kind of ratchet in them, so it's not like right. you can like pull it super tight and then tighten it down. So you're kind of just getting it as tight as you can by yanking on it until you yeah. tighten up the little, there's like bolts that hold the strap in I th- place. I think one of the, the, the items that we'd like to incorporate though is some ratcheting mechanism in the strap. And, and mm-hmm. it, so it could really get just like clamped down there as hard as it can. Yeah. I agree. You don't want that thing moving around. Like that's. Yeah. What, um, what, what is it that's keeping the, the shifter box as big as it is? Is there like, what, what could you do to make it smaller? batteries i mean a lot of it's the batteries um uh-huh. i mean you think about that half of that is batteries right mm-hmm. so we could definitely reduce the size of the batteries um we're looking at different ways of taking the the microprocessor into a deeper steep deeper sleep state so that you can have the long ride time but not have to burn as much current mm-hmm. um you know the moving from the first version to this version we we started out, the first version was 30 hours of runtime. And it was, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. I mean, that was like, you know, a month And is so that hours like, like just actually just time that it's turned on, on or does that have yeah. to do with like how long it's shifting or? Well, obviously it's gonna like, the more you move that motor, it's gonna, it's gonna run. Right. So if you're just sitting there mashing gears all day long, it's gonna, it's gonna run out faster. Right. Just shift occasionally or normally. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's on time for sure. Okay. So 30 hours was the first version. And then by modifying the motor control circuit, we were able to take that motor control circuit and drop that into a deep sleep state in between shifts and then wake it back up when it was time to shift and then put it back down. And that lowered the power draw like tremendously. So that's why we've got this 80 hour runtime. Um, And so we could take these double A size batteries and shrink them down to triple A size batteries. And we'd, we'd go back to the, 30 hours of runtime mm-hmm. but haha, small company we um we, we we couldn't modify the tools and do new tools to make new plastic we didn't right. have the cash to do it at the time and so we we were like all right well we're just gonna have a really long battery life and it's gonna stay the same size um but i think shrinking the batteries is definitely worth maybe 40 45 hours of, of runtime if we could get it there with the smaller mm-hmm. battery cells so you can't get more like smaller batteries that last longer. Basically you're using like whatever you're using is about as good as it gets. Cause like somehow like Apple's doing that all the time. Right. Like their, their phones keep getting like longer, longer life, but smaller. Right. And I mean, so much of those phones and iPads and everything are just batteries. I mean, like, it's, yeah, you can't really battle the chemistry. Like you can, you can have uh, tighter tolerances and better manufacturing processes than this, that, and the other, but there is that upper limit of chemistry and it just says, you know, sorry, it's just not going to discharge or you're not going to be able to have much energy storage potential mm-hmm. in that volume. Mm-hmm. So like if I you put the battery in turn, it's supposed to be a bike podcast. We're talking some like electronic shit. Ah, it doesn't matter, man. <laughs> you talk about whatever. <laughs> like, so like if you made the, if you made the um, batteries, like part of it, like internal, yeah. Would you be able to lose some space from yes 
from the the battery housing and all this and that yeah. then maybe you could make it smaller but then yeah i see but then on the other end of it then you have to pay to when he's saying tooling like you have to pay these manufacturers to build these molds that make your plastic that your product's going into which isn't cheap so um right so basically you want to try to keep that uh like you make that decision once and try to keep it as long as you can afford right but i mean we're we're committed to the fact that this this candy shell here has you know it's got a lifetime and as soon as we can we're gonna evolve it because although these tools work um it's time to move on it's time to grow up a little bit you know like we've been doing this for three years like it's cute. We're still in our garage. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What the hell? Right, right, right. So I wanted to ask you guys about the shifter when we were talking about, or the remote, as you guys call it. Um, yeah. What was it that made you decide on the two button side by side model instead of like top and bottom or like a rocker or like some, like there's a lot of different ways that you could go about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, I mean, I've uh, got so many weird prototypes in this garage. We, we had a lot of different versions of this thing. We had a lot of different ways of building it. Um, and so many of those designs were just awesome and they worked really well and they were beautiful, but they were not manufacturable. Mm-hmm. And this kind of comes back to like our, our rookie nature when we first started this thing out of like, how do you actually build shit? Like if you're going to make a piece of plastic, that piece of plastic cannot just be designed in any way, shape or form, right? There are certain ways that you have to design wall thicknesses throughout the entire structure Mm -hmm. there needs to be certain angles uh so that the part can come out of the mold like there's so much to it that Mm -hmm. we had all these wonderful ideas but they were great on a 3d printer we could Mm -hmm. 3d print them all day long but you could never get them actually injection molded or if you did Mm -hmm. it was going to be like a ludicrously expensive tool Mm -hmm. so we um you know at the time we were in a hurry we were like trying to get to a point where we could actually launch something out into the world. Mm-hmm. We knew that the SRAM and Shimano juggernauts were coming. So it was a time to just say, look, let's, let's get something that can be toolable. Let's make something that's going to work. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we kind of settled down on this as, okay, this is going to work. This is going to be something that's actually going to be shiftable. It's ergonomically sane. You know, it's not perfect. Um, is it the muscle memory that everybody knows and loves? No. But yeah. um, but it, it provided us the path to market that we were looking for as a startup. You know, we needed to get somewhere. We needed to get there fast because we were running out of money. Yeah. Yeah, because in my head, I'm thinking like, man, you could still make it look like a regular shifter. It'd have two little buttons on it. And totally. even though those are maybe not hitting the actually flipping the switch, but they could be, you know, mechanically pushing the button that's inside yeah. of it yeah. and, you know, just going back to sp- where they were supposed to be with a spring or something like that, you know? And so and that's, that that's makes true. sense on the tooling. Another thing that we're trying to do is, is to come up with new remote form factors. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy is, is still out there and it's, it's working well for us. <clears throat> um, this is, it's a broken, don't mind my finger sticking through there. This yeah. is a, this is a new remote that we are building. This guy sits inside the, um, the reservoir of a Hilux, a TRP Hilux RS brake lever. Mm-hmm. So you've seen DI2 climbing switches and they've got a little insert that'll stick on the side of the, the, the gravel bike drop bar lever. Oh, okay, yeah. This is effectively the same thing where this little guy is gonna po- sit right in that pocket 
and so you've got a nice ergonomic place to smack your thumbs on the, on the oh, shift wow. buttons. And um, so yeah, so this is one of the remotes that we're we're really excited about. Um, last week, we actually finally kicked off tooling. Right, we finally committed to the design. Like everybody agreed that it was we could make this thing. You know, it took weeks and weeks and weeks to get there. Um, mm -hmm. Hell, months and months and months. COVID really fucked our schedules up, man. <laughs> if I may, if I may yeah, pretty it, much. Pretty much did that to everybody, man. That really fucked us up big time. Uh, yeah. I'm sure yeah, there's so a lot of people saying that. We, we're, we've got some other ideas about some some like a trigger or paddle remote, something that uh, that'll that'll be pretty cool. I can't really show any of that off yet. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand. I yeah, didn't expect you to, on. but I, I was just you know just curious, you know what what it was that like at the end of the day was it like this this is easiest to get tooled and it seems yeah. like it works and. I mean, there's like there's there's feedback <clears throat> to the buttons when you push them. They have like a good rubbery feel to the outside. So like my 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 thumb didn't have a hard time finding the spot at all. And like there's definitely a, a tactile like click to it when you hit the button. So it's not like you're pushing some electronic button and you don't know if it did anything. Like you definitely feel the the button click. So which is good because I'll I'll say that some of the shifting has been like so precise and quiet that sometimes I hit it and it's like, well, did it shift? I don't know. I hit another gear and I'm like, oh yeah, it did. Cause now it's really freaking easy. You know? So like, it's definitely doing what it, what it's like, what it's made to do. You know, I, honestly for the price compared to what the, the competition is, um, I was really impressed with the product. Like I, I, I told you on email before we even talked, like I, I, I wasn't expecting to be as impressed with it as I was once I actually had it, you know? And, um, there's a lot, a lot of, um, like you just start thinking about it. Then you're like, wow, this is, this is, this is pretty cool. And like, I, for me, like <clears throat> I, I can like dial a derailleur in. It's just like, not something I want to do. You know what I mean? And then anytime it gets out of whack, I'm like, have to like retrain myself again on like which screw does what, because I haven't done it in a long time. And like, the app is like so easy to adjust your gearing and set everything up where it's like literally like when I put the thing on my bike, the only reason it took so long is because I was filming. Like other than that, if it wasn't for me filming it, it I probably would have been done in like 10 minutes. Like it, it really was not, there was no, no real big effort to it. And then it's not like you have to like worry about, how you're you're dialing in the the derailleur with like twisting the screws and stuff i guess that the, if you were a person that has never done it before you and you were setting up something brand new you would have to make sure that you get the set screw put in the right place but maybe not yeah, even that doesn't probably even matter because with your app it's just not yeah, it's not going to shift yeah right, right. So yeah, cause it's not gonna like, there's not extra, it's not gonna, the cable tension isn't gonna over pull it to where you set it to. So if you, right, the only way you're gonna pull shift into the spokes is like maybe the very first time that you ever set it up, right? If you just like went out of yeah, crazy. Yeah, if you keep on matching that like, button and just like keep going and keep going yeah. and keep going, you could do it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys got a we, lot yeah, going on though. Go ahead. Oops, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, you guys got a lot going on because you're developing this piece of hardware, but then you also have an app, a mobile app that you're having to develop as well. And that's multi-platform. So you have to, you know, be on iPhone and Android. Yeah. So I would, 
and there's just two of you guys still or are you guys uh, bigger than that now or no so um i'm i'm really the only full-time like this is pure focus uh we've got mm -hmm. a couple other part-time folks we've got a couple contractors um mm -hmm. we yeah i mean it's it's a small team and we do a lot of shit every day yeah. man it's it's kind of um kind of schizophrenic but it's yeah a ton of fun i mean like yeah it's fun i'm having a good time yeah no that's really awesome man i i, I i'm i'm excited to help try to you know promote your brand because Thanks. um like i said it, it just um i was really impressed with it i that, that's the the best way that i can say it. and i can say that um on instagram when i posted the pictures a lot of people were interested and even cool. a buddy of mine was just recently like like just yesterday it was like oh man I, I saw a really good deal on some of the access stuff and i was like dude hold off man check out this podcast that i'm doing on <laughs> sunday because like for the price man it's like so much different and, and and like for my buddy it's like just like what you said the cost of that derailleur man it's just that's yeah. that's the downside like i can't believe that they didn't build their system where it's modular off the derailleur where that you could break the derailleur and then just put it back on. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, we like they, yeah. I mean, you guys were probably like right on sweet. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Glad they didn't think of that. <laughs> well, and the fact that you can't change it to anything but 12 speeds and you yeah. can't individually tune gears. So like with access, you can trim the whole fucking cassette in and out like a virtual barrel adjuster, but you can't, oh. if gear seven is fucked up, you can't tune gear seven. Oh, really? So, See, I haven't I really done like, much research on it. That that's blows kinda... me away. Like, I mean, right? shh, don't tell SRAM, but that's a, come on, man. Yeah. Like, I could see some guy like, like sitting around the table saying, well, hey, man, they break it. They got to buy another one. And yeah. I, I could, you know, like, those are the dudes that aren't thinking like most people are going to be like, dude, it broke. Uh, I don't want to spend another thousand dollars on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's the thing that's really appealing to yours is, Hey, it broke. Sweet. I'll buy another derailleur or, yeah. Hey, I'm getting another bike and it's a different derailleur and I can move to that. Or, you know right. what? I don't like Sam's like drivetrain anymore. I'm switching to Shimano and it's like, Box, it doesn't yeah. matter. You could just move, move right along with it. It doesn't matter at all. So, right. Right, um, right, right. yeah, no, that, Longer, man. Yeah, no, it's super, super impressive, super impressive to, so the app side, like, what are you guys like? I mean, right now it's, it's pretty much like just set it up. Like there's, an, yeah. you were saying that, would it be an idea that you guys like take some kind of measurements off of, you know, how much the derailleur is spinning or like how many shifts that you're doing? Like people right. just like data, right? Oh, totally. You know what I mean? So. So go to, go to the settings page and then metrics at the bottom and you'll mm -hmm. get an odometer. There's a sh like a trip odometer you can reset. So you can track how many shifts you've done. You can say like, like, am I shifting a lot? Am I shifting not that many? It turns mm -hmm. out most folks are shifting about a hundred times per ride if rides are about an hour and a half or so. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird when you can start to collect that kind of data and you, you never thought that you would care about that, but right. there it is. <laughs> right yeah yeah no it's th that's the interesting thing about you know data is like you it's it's a lot of it you know at least for you know you're not developing something it's like meaningless right but it's just fun to see i used to have this this uh application on my computer back in the day 
and it would just like calculate how far you move your mouse. And then like at the end of the year, you could be like, dude, I moved my mouse like 10 miles, you know? And I, and I, and I, and it would like, just, it would count your keystrokes. So it'd be like, dude, I did 500 million freaking keystrokes last year. You know, <laughs> holy shit. It's just like totally worthless information, but yeah. it was so much fun. I actually was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, I wonder if there's one of those still. So anyways, I, I'm in for the, for the, uh, for the data that's for fun. sure. Um, do, do you have so anybody I, that's like, I, I appreciate I was going to say, I, I appreciate, you know, the, the kind words. I just wanted to also say, you know, like a lot of what you're saying is the benefits of it are on the derailleur side. And mm -hmm. what we've actually seen is that our product get used by a tremendous number of folks on the shifter side, folks that have arthritis or range of motion problems with their wrist, you know, like broke mm -hmm. a thumb or a scaphoid or whatever, and they mm -hmm. can't shift mechanically anymore. So we have the, the remote that's got the nice strong click, but then mm -hmm. we also have one that's a lot softer to press. And we get tons of folks who use those to just, that they don't have the force in their thumb. They still wanna ride bikes, but they can't shift that way. Or folks mm -hmm. that can take this thing and put it on the left-hand side, and then on the left-hand side, they're able to use their other hand. Um, so this this is actually, strangely enough, become this huge accessibility um, tool that a lot of folks that are mm -hmm. riding recumbent bikes or um tandems things like that where where you've got kind of a non-traditional shifting system and maybe mm -hmm. your bike can't fit access or your bike you could do di2 but it's prohibitively expensive and wires are everywhere so mm -hmm. this has become something that um you know we've done prototypes for the national ability center and the, um, a couple other folks where we've got a remote that uses um, headphone jacks to plug in two additional big fat switches. Mm -hmm. So if you can, if you're paraplegic or quadriplegic and you can't shift with your hands, you can still, you know, maybe you can whack that thing with your elbow when you're on your hand cycle. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden it opens the door to kind of however you need to, to, to ride your bike, you can ride your bike however it works. Um, so that's, it's just another side to it that I never even thought that that was going to be part of this. Yeah. Um, right. And it's just, it's amazing how many folks out there want to ride bikes. It doesn't matter that they, you know, they can't walk, but they want to yes. ride bike and they want to get the hell out of Dodge and they want to go really far away and yeah. go on a hand cycle E an E hand cycle. And these guys are just flying on these things. It's awesome. Right. Man. It's so cool. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That, that totally is. One of the people in the comments was saying that it would be neat if the app could like sync to Strava and be like, hey, you were in this gear when you went up that hill. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what we want to do. Yeah, that would be actually pretty cool because then you could really talk shit. You'd be like, dude, yeah, well, I made it up, but I was in Oh, you were 30... in your 50? I was in yeah, like 42, yeah. pussy. Right? Yeah. So, so there. <laughs> That's too funny. Um. I was going to talk to you also about the, the shifter. So you have this new, newer shifter and it has a micro adjust. What, what, what's this micro adjust? What's that do? So that's, um, that is the ability to tune a shift point while you ride. So if you're riding along and one gear is just, you know, maybe your chain's dry or, you know, you picked up a stick or something and one gear is not working right or multiple gears are not working right. You shift to that gear you press and hold the micro adjust button and it's like this little button on the top. So it's kind of right. It's, you're not going to hit it on accident. Mm -hmm. So you press and hold that button. The remote then goes into micro adjust mode 
And in micro adjust mode, the shift buttons now are tuning that current gear position. Oh, how long do you have to push the button on the top? Uh, it's like, I want to say a second and a half. If I remember okay. correctly, it's, it's, you know, you press and hold and then the light turns orange and it, okay. it's, it's on. Um, oh, right on. And so, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Cause then, you know, you can tune that one gear. You're not messing up any of the other shift points. You're just tuning that one gear, getting mm -hmm. it dead nuts on, and then either keep riding and seven seconds later, micro adjust mode clears away and you're not in micro adjust anymore mm -hmm. or just click the button one time and you'll go back to normal shifting mode. Oh, okay. Right on. That's really cool then to just right there on the fly. You're like, right. you don't get off of that rock and now this thing's all screwed up again. Or exactly. yeah, you know, and like, then you don't have to like stop and deal with the app or whatever. Yeah, no. And then oh, I don't know what you just said. I think I was over talking you in. <laughs> Whatever he said, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing that that button does is it resets the remote, right? Right. It'll turn the shift, the, turn the remote off. If that's press and hold for five seconds, then the remote mm -hmm. will power itself off and then power back up. So I did have that issue that came up for me that at one point my remote dropped its connectivity and I didn't know what, what to do at that point. Yeah. And so... Essentially, that if you reboot the remote, then it's fine. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you were saying that this is like a, something that's like a hardware issue that's coming from Bluetooth or? I, dude, I, I don't know where the source of the bug is. This is a bug uh -huh. that we've been dealing with for a number of months. Uh -huh. um, we have tried, I think we're on like, we've tried like seven different firmware revisions in testing, mm -hmm. like internal testing to just like, Maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's the accelerometer, maybe it's the voltage drop, maybe it's this, that, and the other. We've mm -hmm. been trying to isolate this thing. Um, basically, the way uh, the system works is that if there's a disconnection between the two units, mm -hmm. they're supposed to sense that there's a disconnection. Mm -hmm. And then the shifter will then start to rebroadcast and say, hey, I'm willing to connect to either an app or a remote. Mm -hmm. If the remote gets disconnected, it just powers itself off. It's supposed mm -hmm. to go into a shutdown routine, you know, look around for someone to connect to for 30 seconds, but then power itself off because it thinks mm -hmm. maybe the shifter got turned off. Right. Now, the whole design of this is based around the ability to turn the, sh the whole system off when you're done with your ride via an accelerometer. Mm -hmm. So one of the, you know, one of the big things for us, I've got small kids, Brands got small kids. Um, when you get home from a ride, you're done, right? You don't have time to dig around with your bike. So throw it in the garage and go inside and do it. So you don't have to push the button at that point to turn it off. It, it right. turns off on so its the, own. Exactly. The shifter turns itself off after X number of minutes, and that's set up in the app as the auto shutdown mm -hmm. timer. Once the shifter's off, then the remote should sense that and turn itself off. So the bug... What's that time by default that where it shuts off? So is it like... 30 minutes. Okay, so it's it's like longer than hey i'm screwing around taking some instagrams and now i gotta yeah. remember to turn it back on okay yeah, yeah 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 for sure for sure um so then the bug happens when for some reason the connection breaks the shifter starts to rebroadcast and say hey i'm willing to connect to anybody but the remote still thinks that it's connected and even yeah. though we're you know checking are you connected are you connected are you connected all the time yeah for some reason it doesn't get that memo and right. It just stays connected and continues to send shift signals to 
no one. Um, right. And so it doesn't go into its shutdown routine. It doesn't try and reconnect. Um, none of those things happen. So, so if you guys, if you guys found the bug, do you have the ability to like push a firmware update through your <laughs> app, your mobile app? I wish we did. That's another uh, one of those things that like kind of next version type thing that over the air firmware updates are, are, uh, a tricky, a tricky thing to do. It's not impossible by any stretch of the imagination, but um, yeah, because yeah. if it messes up in the middle of it, you're really kind of like it's bricked then. Yeah, exactly. So you got to make sure it's a hundred percent like okay. dialed. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because that would that would suck. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, first first version of a product or second version of a product, taking that kind of risk of building that functionality and not yeah. having it being perfect, yeah, it just seemed like. Uh, difficult so the weird thing about the bug though is that it's not every unit it's like a random smattering of units will see this happen so we were mm -hmm. thinking possibly it's like some kind of rf interference based on geography because folks yeah. were saying it was happening frequently on the same spot on certain trails which we were oh like, wow so we're sitting out in the forest with like an rf sniffer going like where's the signal what's happening <laughs> It's your tin hats on, tinfoil hats and everything, right? <laughs> like, I got it. All those guys in Roswell, man. We can't, we got to stop sending that product down there. <laughs> yeah. It's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's one of those things that just makes you want to like beat your head against the wall, you know? Because <laughs> you're like, this is like. Well, especially when it happens with like, hey, man, you want to try this out? You're like, yeah. podcast reviewer, like, try this out. And they're like, hey, man, this thing happened. And you're like, ah. Fuck. Yeah, God, yeah. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is like I said to you before the show, you know, I do I work for a company that is programming hardware as well and our hardware is, you know, on the bottom of the ocean. So like it I can understand. And and it's not like you guys aren't making the Bluetooth chip. It's not like you guys are in there like fabricating that. You're buying this chip from somebody and then you're buying the the, the, the board from somebody and you're buying the buttons from somebody. And it's like one of those things, like any one of those, like let's just say there's some code that's associated with some of those things that you didn't write. Like right. their, their code could be screwed up and, and you, you can code all day long and it's not going to fix their problem, you know? So yeah. who knows, you know, who knows what it is. Maybe there's some guy in like China that's in the, the Bluetooth, chip factory and like every time that he smokes a cigarette it like screws up that chip and that's why you got one out of every five thousand you know it's like who yeah. knows what it is yeah. you know it could be it could be anything but i think the the key thing is that hey you can power cycle the remote and it's fixed yeah. and and even whenever i sent you a message I, I was like dude i know it's simple to to fix i just don't know what that is right now and that, yeah. that was the only thing it was like as long as i know what that is then I'm, it doesn't, it didn't change my, like, my perception at that point when yeah. it was like, oh, I can reboot it. Like if the answer was, hey, you got to bring this Allen key with you and unscrew the back of the remote and take the battery out, I would have been like, all right, I'm not going to use this thing anymore. Yeah. You know, or I'm going to put it on my bike that I don't go on like crazy adventure rides on because I right. know the one time I forget the Allen key is the time that that would happen. You, you know what I mean? So. Well, and that's like the hard thing about electronics, right? Is that effectively this thing is black box right and do you know what's going on inside like kind of like a rough idea and so if something does break i think it's 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 a 
tricky thing to, for someone to troubleshoot and, and solve. And I think, you know, that's one of those stumbling blocks that a lot of folks have with adopting electronics onto their bikes mm-hmm. um, is that it's just, there's that unknown factor that they can't control. And I, I get mm-hmm. that, you know, and um, I, as I mentioned to you earlier, like it's not a, it's not a perfect product, right? And it's not for everybody, but yeah. it's, a, it's a damn good product. And it is making a lot of folks have a lot of fun on their bike. And like yeah. I was saying there with it, with your like accessibility and arthritis, and things like that. There's a lot of folks that are using this and they love the fact that they can shift easily again. And they're yeah, like, I, I have a ton of friends that would, that spend way too much money taking their bike to the shop to get the like gearing retuned. So like yeah. for the price of like two times to, of getting their, their gears retuned, like <laughs> basically they're in, in for like this and they could definitely fix it themselves. And um, so I, I feel like, I feel like the price point is like, hundred percent like right it's right you know it's not it's not so cheap you know that you're like oh, i don't trust this you know what i mean and, right and, and like and then on the other hand like but i mean it's you're, you're paying for for a piece of technology that that's saving you in the long run you know or yeah making you be able to switch from one one bike to another and i i think that I think that has value, but I like as much as I was joking earlier about wanting to spend anything on bike stuff, like it, it has to make sense, you know, and, and that number that you're at at 400 bucks is like, that makes sense to me. You know, the $1,600 for access, that's just like, like in my head, I'm like, yeah, all right. Some dentist can buy that for now and I'll wait until they make the GX version, you know, three years from now and I can get it for, you know, 500 bucks, then I'll do it, you know? Yeah, but I still think that we have, like, even as that technology trickles down through the drivetrains, like, you know, it's gonna, right? I yeah. still think that we have, we still have something to give in that, you know, there are so many millions of bikes out there that are not one by. You know, yeah. like, yeah, there's a shit ton of them that are, but like, uh, like every bike that you're going to roll off the assembly line that the Yeti factory is coming off GX and, mm-hmm. and, and 12 speed. Um, but there's a ton of bikes out there and like throughout the whole COVID bike boom thing that happened over the last couple months, there were, there were a lot of folks that were like, look, I'm dusting my bike off for the first time in a long time. It yeah. doesn't work. I can't get to the mechanic. The mechanic's got like a month long wait to do anything. Mm-hmm. And like, are you sure this is going to work with my bike? I'm like, yes, man. The only thing we know that we don't work with is the 11 speed Alpine internal gear hub from Shimano. Mm-hmm. It's the one that we hmm. have proven that we can't work with. But other than that, interesting. yeah, it's been wild, man. It's like, you know, I was just thinking about that. I, I rode, you ever, ever rode a zero? Uh, no, but those are the, those are the ones with the, the pinion. Gearbox, yeah, the right? gearbox, and they use a grip shift. And when I rode yeah. that thing, I did not like the grip shift at all. But man, if you could put your box on there, and then I mean, it's it's doing the same thing. Grip shift's doing the same thing. It's just pulling the cable. Except it's pull pull. So what we had to do for that, we did a little prototype with that, um, with actually the the, the roll off hub is what we prototype with. But they're largely the same. Yeah, yeah, s- similar. Yeah. But so you've got, there's two cables, right? That's why they're using that modified grip shift. So they're pulling, pulling. and since we only, we're, we're using the mechanical advantage of that derailleur spring to give up like the upshifts, right? We're we're pulling down shifts, 
Um, so we only pull in one direction. So we had to have two shifters and then like this funky little box that you added to it and then custom firmware. It was a mess. It worked, uh-huh. <laughs> but it was shit. <laughs> but it would definitely be one of those things down the road that like, hey, we can develop this as an, yeah. another product, you know, or right, something right, like right, that. Because right, right. right. I think at the end of the day, like, if we were rubbing like the the crystal ball, I would assume that the derailers are going to go right. Eventually, the the, the gearboxes are going to they're going to. I feel like that's going to be the the future because it just doesn't make any sense. I've had this conversation a thousand times, and it's like it doesn't make any sense to have this like yeah. major piece of machinery hanging off the back wheel as you go through a rock garden. You right. know, like right. like to get rid of that, it just makes sense. You know, like it's just a matter of. Well, and the weight and everything gearbox, make the gearbox electronically shifted from the start like yeah you're, you're designing something new why would you add a cable to it like right right or two cables and make a grip shift like what the yeah turbos exist i mean come on i i i, I, I don't <laughs> get it i don't understand why maybe it's you know folks are look we were we were the kooks of the century for the first couple of years like mm-hmm. You know, a lot of folks were like, why would you, we, we did not survive the pink bike comments. Let me just say it that way. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we, people told pink us bikes like Reddit, up. man, they'll just give it to you. Right. <laughs> Electronics are stupid. Right. And you know, all of a sudden SRAM access comes out, right. February 6th, two years ago, all of a sudden, boom, there's that day. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh shit, you guys, that was a great idea all along. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it was everything just that-, that I said yesterday forget about it the, the fear of electronics maybe has driven some of those decisions but i would think that as gearboxes become more mainstream that they will mm. be electronically shifted because it just makes complete sense yeah yeah it does with with the e-bikes too i mean it feel you would feel like hey man you're already you got this big ass freaking battery that when that thing stops right. like you know like might as well just electronic everything at that yeah. point, you know. And that's another cool thing that we've got going. Um, that got fucked up by COVID, but we were mm-hmm. working on this. Uh, it's another thing that got fucked up by COVID. <laughs> right. Yeah, Added COVID. to the list. Um, we've got a shifter that has no batteries, and it plugs directly into your e-bike battery. Oh, and there you so, go. Yeah, it's badass. I've got it on a Scott E Strike back here. Mm-hmm. It is rad, man. It is so much fun. It's like you're riding a dirt bike because it's got all that torque and we're able to just like all the power saving and like the economy mode that we put in here to get long battery life, mm-hmm. all that's gone. We get to run it at a higher voltage and the thing is just like snap, snap, snap. In the gear. So the gear, so the servo can go a lot faster cause you can put more, yeah. more, more power to it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter um, if it's under load. It just like slams into gear. It's rad. So that's the thing that's holding you back, really. Then, with the faster shifting, it's not like a different motor to pull the thing. It's it's really just like power consumption. A big part of it, yeah. I mean, that's like if you told someone, "Hey, man, buy this thing. You got to charge your bike every other time." Yeah. Uh, or you. Got yeah, this, yeah. You got to shove in your seat tube or something like. Yeah. <clears throat> no. No, no. I hear you there. Like. So you said 30 hours earlier, so that's probably, you know, 10 rides or something like that. Yeah, that was the first version. The the ones that are coming out now, the trail is like 80 hours. And this thing lasts forever. Uh-huh. So how do how does how do people know when to charge it? 
Um, so when you first turn it on, the little LED in front is mm -hmm. going to give you a solid green if you're good. So for people that are listening, the LED on the shifter. On the shifter, yeah. So oh, yeah. and the remote too. They both do the same thing. Oh, okay. So first turn them on. If it's green, you're good. Just go for a bike ride, have fun. Mm -hmm. If it's red and solid when you first turn it on, you if it's a short ride, go have fun. If you're going to be gone for like three hours or something, you might want to charge or change batteries. Mm -hmm. If it's red flashing when you turn it on, swap the batteries before you go. Mm -hmm. And then um, can you just use any batteries or you have to like go like down to the, the vape shop and get something down there? Or you, like... you need, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the vape batteries. Those things are the best ones. No. Um, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're not alkaline. They're lithium ion rechargeable. So they're the same size as a double A battery. You know, they're like mm -hmm. the same profile as a normal Duracell, but, mm -hmm. um, but. Uh, so if you bought the Duracell, like rechargeable ones, those would work. No, those are running at three volts, I want to say. Uh -huh. um, yeah, so these are running at 3.7 volts, so it's a higher voltage. Is so there like a little number on the side of them that you can like go on Amazon and just order them, or do you, you have know, to order man. them through Archer? 14,500 lithium ion rechargeable batteries. And all this is in the fact on our website where, uh -huh. you know, we're, we don't want to get locked into battery stuff either, you know? Right. Like, I've got a couple of e-bikes and they all have their own chargers and they're all, you know, if like if this one doesn't go, this one doesn't go. Right. Like I, I feel like the flexibility is, is so nice to have. So people can buy the batteries from you though as well. You oh, guys yeah, source. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So sure. yeah, yeah. So it's like you can buy them from you guys, you can buy them online or or wherever. We got this handy so. little zipper case that you can put the batteries in and you know, you can put that stupid one point five millimeter uh yeah, you've got a slot for that. Right? <laughs> don't worry we fired the guy that came up with that idea no yeah him. right he's out of the two of us that both still work here that guy's gone <laughs> that's 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 good stuff so um what were how did you guys go about like hey we have this really cool product and we want the world to know like how do you and, and you you guys are like like you just like go outside with a sign or you're like, I'm going to go stand in front of, of pink bikes, you know, or like you can call up all the magazines and they're like, yeah. whatever, dude. Like, we how do you wrong. go? We did it wrong in many, many ways. That's what we did. We did the wrong yeah. shit. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I think the best thing that we've ever done was to hire a PR firm. Uh -huh. That was, that was crucial, man. Like, you know, uh, Scott and Nick at Symbol PR. I mean, I love those guys. They are, though, right now, I'll just say this as an aside. The two of them are heading to Crested Butte, Colorado to go on a mountain bike media trip that oh, I should go. be on, but I'm not right? because of COVID. This is another thing that COVID's fucked up. Yeah. This is all, all bad news, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, so a PR firm was huge, right? Like having the ability to, um, to plug into folks who are on our team, who know everybody in the mountain bike industry, you know, they've worked at specialized, they worked at this, that, and the other, whatever. And having those two guys has just been, been crucial. But when we first launched, man, we thought we would buy some banner ads and that would be like it. It would just like mm -hmm. fucking hockey stick. We would just sell a billion yeah. of them. Um, right. And, you were yeah. like, dude, we're good, man. We'll be in the mansion in like six months. And like... I'll say this, this is a good one. This is a good one. So we, we sell, um, we're, we're talking with Paul Heeson, Paul Pump Punter, right? He used to uh -huh. work at Pink Bike in the Yeah, Etsy. yeah. And 
So we're talking to Paul and he's like, yeah, man, send me over the ads that you want to launch this ad campaign with. And we're like, all right, cool. And here's the ads and they're little banner ads. And it's like a guy riding down a mountain with like sunset behind him or some shit like that. And Paul's like, okay, Devin, you're not selling fucking sunsets. What the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> that sounds like electronic Paul. shifting any derailleur. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds exactly like Paul. I, he's a good dude. <laughs> oh, man. That was such a rookie move. It was wonderful. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is, right? <laughs> so, Whatever. I think you kind of talked about this earlier, but. Um, I'll just let you expand on it. This guy is asking if there's any plans on tapping into road bike market yeah. and developing a remote for drop bar bikes. Totally. So I think, you know, what we've done with this remote, right? This is specifically designed for, for one specific break. And mm -hmm. the, the ideal would be to build a road bike shifter remote, whatever you want to call it, that would work, you know, universally that would mm -hmm. fit great on your, on your, um, on your like red, Altegra, Altegra, whatever. Yeah. But you're always going to have all of that extraneous stuff, right? You're going to have all of the shifting mechanisms still in that hood. Mm -hmm. And so it seemed to us like we could put a Band-Aid on it and try and do something that was going to kind of work with everybody. Half well, okay, kind of okay. Mm -hmm. Or we could try and really make something that works really well with a brake that is really freaking good. Mm -hmm. So that was our, our, the main focus here was to say, look, let's build something that's going to work um, with those TRP brakes, which are just like solid hydraulic disc brakes. They're really, mm -hmm. really good brakes. It's a clean look. It's a nice interface. It mm -hmm. fits perfectly in there. It's great ergonomics. I'll tell you, trying to, trying to engineer this inside someone else's brake hood and mm -hmm. like make it you know we're, we're hemmed in they're not going to change their brakes right so we have to do something that fits inside this little cavity yeah we're yeah. hemmed in on five sides and we can do nothing more than those five walls so it was a, it was a, a brutal task to make this um mm -hmm. but it, it works really freaking well and it's so nice um so we're, we're really pumped on this for the road um i mean the thing, way that that thing looks though as the way it, it, it it's designed what you're holding is like I mean, it looks like it's pretty flat. Like you could almost just zip tie that on the side of the hood that I have on my Altegra and then it'd be good, right? You don't know a lot of roadies, do you? Yeah, well, I'm I, I, I'm, I'm a mountain biker that, that rides a road bike just so he can drink more beer. So I'm like, yeah, dude, that'd be <laughs> good, man. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's like, whatever, dude. I don't even care, man. <laughs> oh, man, no way. The, 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 the stakes are so much higher. The The... The level of you know acceptability on the roadside is yeah so they won't they won't give you that looks that looks better than I thought or what did I say earlier <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good yeah it doesn't look that bad that's no you know like I love the fact that mountain biking is authentic right and I'm not right. saying that road biking is inauthentic but there is a more refined aesthetic that goes with yeah yeah designing yeah, totally. products for road bikes that is it doesn't lend itself to just the bolt on, Hey, this should work kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it is, it is what it is. Right. And so yeah. you definitely have to have to meet that market. I think that, um, with the, yeah, man, cause I'm just thinking about like my, 
my my bike you know and the way that you shift though is like the shifters are integrated into the brakes right. so exactly yeah it would be it, yeah it would be nice though to to have some way to yeah i'm gonna stay here and figure it out in like 15 seconds i'll just give well, you the answer to because so one, th <laughs> one thing we did one thing we did do was we um just on just for prototype shits and giggles um we drilled a hole in the side of this guy put mm -hmm. a little grommet wired up two extraneous uh, uh buttons mm -hmm. and then you know they, they were they were um they were from a company called hornet and they like make a like a, a super loud horn and they've mm -hmm. got a little switch a remote switch that's got a little gr rubber grommet to like wrap it around your bar mm -hmm. and so we use those switches so on a on a you could put this guy on the flat part of your drop bar right or, yeah flat part of your drop bar and then wire those two satellite yeah, yeah, the leads yeah okay and then you just then you're just like pop 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 and it worked pretty well um but again it's like is that really gonna sell in the road bike industry and i, yeah. I don't think it would not yeah. not to the level that you'd need to to really kind of make it work so possibly with another remote um we would integrate some kind of pluggable buttons or some kind of satellite mm -hmm. remote buttons that we could use i don't care about the road guys let's 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 hit the gravel dudes let's go let's go for the gravel dudes first man <laughs> i agree i mean like what i don't know i rode i rode uh triathlons and i did road biking for a many 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 years down in, in cal poly san Luis. and uh -huh. um now that i've got a gravel bike i'm like why did I have the skinniest tires in the world? Like this is, this feels so much more sane to be on yeah. a slightly wider tire, a slightly beefier bike. You know, I have flats or flats. I have a, a regular, I have road wheels that I can put on my, my, my gravel bike. And then I have knobbies, right? Yeah. Slicks. That's the word I was looking for. Wow. So anyways, I have both. And every time that I put the knobbies on my gravel bike and I go like, I'm being lazy and I'm going to do some road ride with it anyway. I'm always surprised that that bike still like, it's not like I noticed some huge difference in drag or I'm like, oh, I'm still going just as fast as I normally do. Why do I not? Why do I even bother putting the slicks on? I don't even know. I mean, you know? you're running like 80 PSI anyway. So you're riding on right. top of the bump. Thing. Like, right. Right. So I don't know. Man. <laughs> Matter of fact, tomorrow. Nope. Not tomorrow. I'm not changing them because it'd be like 110 up here. Yeah, Staying if you're gonna ride tomorrow, bike. you ride early tomorrow. It's gonna yeah. be hot as hell. Actually, I'm going to Downeyville tomorrow, so I'm looking forward ah, to that. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be fun. I'm oh, contemplating yeah. taking my hardtail though. I've been like, I've been. I mean, oh man, ever since I got my hardtail, I've just been. You know, it it just. I feel like it's like like a gateway drug to be in a single speeder. Like you're like, just start oh, yeah. thinking of like really yeah. bad things that you can do. You're like, Oh, I can make this even worse. Like I already like immediately you start out. You're like, Oh, I'm just going to take this on the chill trails. And then as soon as you start <laughs> riding it, you're like, Oh no, dude, I'm going straight for all the time. I bet I can hit that. I bet I can yeah, hit that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then you start yeah. trying to beat your buddies in their full suspension bikes and you're like, Oh yeah, it's on now. So I've been wanting to do Downeyville with my freaking hardtail for a while oh. now. And my lady's never been to Downeyville. So, and yeah. she's not as fast as me down. So I was like, well, if I took the hardtail, I'd be a little slower. I just am like your taint will never be the same, my friend. Yeah, I know. That's the thing that I was thinking. That and my lower back would just by the end of that ride, it'd just be like, God. you know what, dude? You're an idiot. This is so 
Yeah, so I just got a new Bronson. I actually have the same Bronson as you in the background there. Yeah, dude, for... I saw that on your site. I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, I could taste some bikes. Right, <laughs> and so I, I'm getting ready to sell that one because I bought the 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 new one, the V3. Oh, cool. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I tell you, I I did a review on that bike whenever it first came out, and um, some of the things that I said then, I still feel like hold true but now that i've spent a lot more time on it than like you know 45 minutes or an hour or whatever it was that day um i think they really they they did some pretty good stuff to this new one if i was to make it short i would say that they um it's not as poppy as the one that, that you have i feel yeah. like that one's like a little more playful this one's a little yeah. more planted yeah but um but man it, it it definitely eats the chunk up and and uh it climbs really good like i've been beating a bunch of my my climb times and i don't know if that's like placebo like stoke because i got a new bike day you know what i mean yeah, or it if it's like <laughs> you know real. like sure. so now it's like i got a new bike and i put archer on there i'm like way faster so yeah oh for sure that's right so somebody somebody asked earlier about a, a weight difference like what's the like the weight penalty is it similar like i think from... it's um i want to say it's like 45 grams we are 45 grams heavier than if you took off the mechanical shifting pod and all the routing and all that stuff and you set mm -hmm. that aside we're 45 grams heavier so you do yeah. pay a bit of a penalty but i mean that's not a tenth of a pound yeah yeah that's pretty that's not that's not a whole lot of weight i mean there's a lot of places that you could gain weight at and yeah, i always like, would say like, like right exactly like that's that was always my biggest one so I'm still working on that. Um, <laughs> All the snacks it, I got to bring on my ride, man. Like, right. <laughs> so what are you looking forward to with, with, uh, with, with the company? Oh man. Um, gosh, I don't know. I think, I think I'm really excited about this, this TRP remote. I think, you know, uh, we're, we're still mulling over different names for this thing right now. I think mm -hmm. it's called, and and you please laugh. Feel free to laugh at this point because the name is not set in stone, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm not sure about this. But the PR guys are trying to get us to call it the G1X, the gravel version of the remote. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I don't know go. about that. Anyway, you I'm the G6. You got good music for it already, right? <laughs> <laughs> got a got a few picks. I think there's more than one song with the G6 in it, right? <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I think this is like, this is super cool. I think, you know, expanding out and getting more folks to actually know that we exist. You know, I think mm -hmm. we're still, we're still getting tons of inquiries from shops or folks all over the, all over the country that are just like, mm -hmm. what is this? How does this even work? Like, I don't mm -hmm. even know. So just getting more of the word out. I think that the more people kind of, realize what we've got and what we are offering i think it's 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 going to be just super fun for us i don't know i mm -hmm. uh i i i can't believe that i get to do what i do like it's mm -hmm. just ridiculous that i i get to play around with bikes i get to build crazy stuff mm -hmm. answer very difficult questions and like mm -hmm. i don't know i interact with some some really interesting folks out there there's yeah it's it's been fun for sure how do you get and out into like the the different bike shops and stuff like that then? You know, or, we don't I'm sorry, have... that's not. Go ahead. 
I was going to say, we don't really have like a big sales team, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of it is word of mouth. A lot of it is, you know, podcast or magazine mm-hmm. articles or whatever. Someone sees it and they say, hey, this would be cool. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I had time to just drive up and down California and go to every single bike shop and be like, mm-hmm. this is it. Um, but yeah, it's without, without, are a, you only direct to consumer or do you have them in some retail places or we do, we do. We have a, a, a list of shops that, that are on our website. These are folks mm-hmm. that have reached out to us and said, what is this? They've signed up to, to carry them in stock or they're, we're pretty easy with bike shops, you know, because mm-hmm. we are small and because we're D to C like, mm-hmm we kind of have to be really flexible with bike shops too. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, any shops that are out there, anybody associated with shop, just hit us up info at archercomponents.com and let us know. And we can, we can extend our, our wholesale pricing and get everybody, get them. Get them Don't you have your stuff on some, some demo fleets too? We were with the folks at demo works for a good long time. Uh-huh. And um, it was great because people were able to go check it out. But we realized that a lot of the people that were going to the demo works events in California were looking for a brand new bike and you mm-hmm. can't get our aftermarket product on a brand new bike. So mm-hmm. it was like kind of this disconnect between what the customer was looking for and what we were offering. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, yeah, we, unfortunately we don't have that relationship with those guys anymore, but it did, mm-hmm. it did serve a purpose for sure. Do you guys ever go to um to like the trade show, not trade show, but like the fest, like the like like uh Sedona or something like that, or um probably Sea Otter. I mean, it's right there in your backyard. That's another thing that that COVID has fucked up. Exactly, yeah. there it is. Good for yeah, good no, for that. Sea Otter is right in our backyard, so we were going to Sea Otter every year. Um, yeah, that's it's a. It's unfortunate that it's not going this year, but they're doing the Sea Otter Live right now, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we were at the uh, the 24-hour race at Old Pueblo. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that, like, once you go hardtail and you go single speed, the next thing you're going to do is, like, 24-hour races solo. Uh, right. That, that, was, makes sense. that was mind-blowing, man. That was so much fun. That was... <laughs> yeah. Did you ride? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a team of... There were six of us that started the team, and then four of us that actually kept going towards the end. But it was uh, it was it was like a media trip, so we had got uh-huh. a bunch of journalists to come by and check out the product. We were working with the folks at Hustle Bike Labs. They've got have you seen this um, the the REM pedal that they have? It's like a magnetic pedal. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I man, I I want to say I read about that like a year or so ago. Like a yeah, they're like they're instead just, of SD, it's like magnets, right? Yeah, it's so it's um it's like the neodymium magnets. So they're super, super, super powerful. And you've got a steel plate in your shoe and it just like yeah. sucks on there and then you kind of roll your foot off to to disengage it. Yeah. Uh, but they're I mean, they're rad. They're <laughs> so anyway, those guys and us, we both work with the same PR firm. So right. we had this big, you know, two startups come together and we had this big uh party out in the desert and yeah, ride all night. Oh my god, like you you ride for an hour and a half. You take, you know, a, mop yourself off, eat some food, take an hour of rest, and then you get back to the start finish and do another lap. It was. So awesome. were you doing like a relay kind of thing then, yeah. or like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a That's relay. really cool. It's a relay. And it was like the last fun thing that we got to do before COVID. It was in. Oh yeah. It was uh, February fourteenth, and then it all just shit fell apart. I got to I got to go to Sedona. That was the last thing I got to do right before yeah. we went down for that, and it was like 
I think we came back from the mountain bike festival and it was like a week or two after that. And it was like, that's when we all got locked down. Cause I remember thinking there was some festival in Texas mountain bike thing that got canceled right before we went to Sedona. And I was like, dude, if this gets canceled, I don't care. I'm going anywhere. I'm going to still just ride bikes down there and I'll, I'll roll the dice. I'm a gambler. Right. You know? Yeah. And, uh, fortunately it worked out but man i'm just hoping that this all like wraps up so we can i'm pretty sure like what's election day november 4th november 3rd november 3rd i'm pretty i'm i'm, I'm putting money on like by the fifth there's like a all of a sudden COVID just goes away it's like <laughs> oh yeah we were we we're done with that <laughs> we can move on now oh, God. yeah i know man i'm just hoping i don't know it's wishful thinking We'll, we'll stick with that. Has some wishful ass thinking, <laughs> right? I don't know, man. Whatever it takes at this point. Oh man, I, I was supposed to. Uh, I know what you're saying about things getting screwed up. My um, my daughter's 18, and uh, she's of course hangs out with her other <clears> friends, <throat> and like one of her friends' dad just tested positive that she goes over to her house all the time. <sighs> and we were supposed to be up in Tahoe riding bikes all the weekend, and instead we like. Had to go get a COVID test and stay quarantined until we could get our results. And, you know, this is this is just like, you know, the whole time you're like, I know I don't have it. But but you're waiting for those results and you're like, I better fucking have it because I just canceled all this shit. And if I don't have damn COVID, I'm going to be pissed. And then I was also like, well, dude, that'd be great if I had it. And I'm like asymptomatic because then I could just walk around all over the place and not be paranoid anymore. Yeah. So, but I got a negative, so. There I go, losing again. <laughs> Maybe if you try it harder next time. Right? Next time, I'm really gonna try. So, um, what kind of what, like I, I, I listen to this other podcast and I can't remember the name of it. How I don't remember what it's called. Anyways, it's really fun to listen to. This guy talks to like all these entrepreneurs of like super big companies, yeah. and he and he always asks them like, "What's a mistake that you made that like you wish you could change?" I think thinking that a um, <clears throat> thinking that an O-ring can seal around a corner. Yeah, that was a fucking dumb one. That, that was that was that was some of the uh, the moisture problems that you guys had. Yeah, on the first that first that first drive, man. I think you know, had we stopped and listened to the folks that were you know intelligent about this stuff, and we had said, look, we're you know we were in such a rush, right? We were like, we need to get first to market. You know, when, when you've got an idea like this yeah. and you're like, okay, we know that other folks are doing something similar. We know right. that other electronic shit is out there. We want to be the first ones out there. Right. But, you know, we, we, we made some mistakes in that we didn't stop and listen and say, okay, before we actually cut the steel tool, before we do that, mm -hmm. let's stop and say, is there a better way to actually do this? Mm -hmm. You know, it, there's got to be a better way. Let's like just start from scratch and like, let's look at another option. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of what we do now is that when we're approaching something and we get to that next, you know, pivotal moment, we always stop and say, wait, do we have to do it this way? Is there another yeah. way that we could do this? Because there's got to be another way that we can do this. And maybe that yeah, other yeah. way is like smarter, better, faster, cheaper, whatever the hell it is. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're going to survive going up against like SRAM and Shimano, like what? What the fuck am I thinking? I'm trying right, to open this right. mono, right? If we're going to survive, then the product's got to be rock solid. And mm -hmm. it's got to be something that folks will trust on their bikes. And, um, 
and trust in us as, as a, as a service oriented customer service oriented company. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, I'll tell you what, man, there's nothing like getting an email or a call on Saturday morning and someone who's got the thing that you just made and you sell sold to this person for 400 bucks and they've got a problem. Yeah. There is nothing worse than that because you know how hard it is to carve out time for a ride. You know how hard it is to like, get the pass from your partner and make the, you got the, okay, you got the kids and I got this and, you, yeah, and I'm yeah. going to go for a ride. And then for the thing that you just bought to not work the way you expected it to. Yeah. Uh, those, that, yeah, I've gotten a number of those calls and you just like that. That's a, that's a gut punch for sure. Yeah. yeah it sucks. And there's nothing you can do. It's like, it's Saturday. Like I can't, I can't overnight you nothing and yeah. you know, I can't fix it. I can't make it better. It's something's wrong. Sorry. Uh-huh. Do you guys, how does, how does the unit get tested before you guys ship them? So we do electronic testing. We do motor control testing just, um, as like a general before anything's installed. <clears throat> so like they come to you, like, I would assume that the factory does some kind of like QC on it. Right. Um, or they just so send yeah, them to you and then you guys QC them. No, the motor manufacturer does a QC. The electronics fabricator does a QC. We then load our custom stuff onto it. Um, we make sure that everything is working the way we expect it to. Then we start to assemble. Mm -hmm. We do all of the assembly here in Scotts Valley and Santa Cruz. Um, we take all of the parts and pieces, we put them all together. Um, so then before things are sealed up, we run through another QC process, make sure that, you know, the potentiometer is, is sound, that we're getting clear shift along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, all the wires, every, everything's all, all in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there, seal it weld it together then do another qc round um mm -hmm. clean it make sure that it looks pretty and it's and it's all um, assembled correctly and then we spot randomly spot check by taking units out of the production line and doing submersion tests and making sure that the seals are sound because mm -hmm. you know as as you imagine once you get water into something that's got electronics in it things can go south pretty quick mm -hmm. so we do randomized submersion test to make sure that we're we're uh, keeping these things clean and sealed mm -hmm. um, i'll have to say actually what i said earlier about the install the hardest part of the install was getting that that freaking rubber flap on the back back into yeah, that thing, that thing. <laughs> oh man i thought i was gonna have to like dial a friend or something i was like what yeah. am i doing wrong here yeah that little guy so to get the cable in you got to put the cable in through that little wine bottle shaped hole right you got to put this thing back on and the, you know the funny thing is it's like surprisingly easy if you use just a tiny bit of alcohol oh yeah and a little bit of alcohol and like in your mouth out. or like <laughs> yeah you like take a shot oh yeah I, i'm sure like it's one of those things because yeah, for you, you've been like you've only closed it like five billion times. For me, I was like, for me, I was like, there's got to be a trick to this, man. And then yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm I'm gonna Google this because I'm I'm not gonna do that. I don't need directions. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely that that was definitely the the hardest part of the whole install. Other than yeah. that, everything everything was pretty seamless. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. A little bit of alcohol goes a long way, man. Right on. Yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind next. I, hopefully, I never have to open that thing again ever. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. 
right on man what um what kind of other things are you into as far as like like bicycle tech is there anything else that like other startups that you know of or just oh, things man. in general that you're like man i'm really into this e-bike thing or yeah it catches I mean, your attention strangely enough like the the e-bikes on the city side i think mm -hmm. it's just like it's just so much fun i don't know I've, yeah. I've been santa cruz is the kind of city that you can just get around anywhere on a bike mm -hmm. and so we we've got one of those rad power bikes one of little cargo bikes and mm -hmm. just cruising with the kids on that thing is just insane man. it's so much fun to go down to the beach just going right to the store or going to whatever like every day i'm you know i gotta ship boxes right so i just load them up on top of there and 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 then drive over to the the post up. I love that. Um, I love kids bikes, man. I think the, yeah. like my little guy, he's two and uh, he's almost three, and he's just ripping it on this little little fourteen inch womb that's got yeah. handbrakes and yeah, rad, man. It's so fun to watch that. Like yeah, watching yeah. him go off curbs. Like come on, right. man. Watching him skid. Like fuck yeah. yeah, I love skidding. That's super cool. <laughs> That's super cool. My kids seem like they grew up too fast, man. So it happens yeah. really, really quick. You wouldn't like. Well, everybody tells I, you that I, shit whenever that, they're. But I know everyone says that, but I'm like, this is like an interminable struggle, right? Now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You know, like everybody says that, and you just, I, I feel like you just don't get it until it happens. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's kind of like people that, like, before you had kids, like people that didn't have kids, giving you advice on how to be a parent. You were like. You didn't have how do you know? You know? Yeah. So right on, man. Hey, dude, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and hanging out with me for, for, for sure. the last hour and a half, 45 minutes here. And um, <laughs> is there anything else that you want to want to chat about before we take off? Anything we, you feel like we didn't hit? Uh I'm sure it'll come to me as soon as we sign yeah, off. Soon, That's soon usually we how it goes. Wrap it all up, right? That's for sure. No, man, it's good. I, I really appreciate like I the opportunity to talk, I mean, just, I, I, I appreciate so much the, the customers that we have, you know, the, the, the mm -hmm. folks that have taken this on early as early adopters. Um, you know, we did that. I don't know if you saw the, the can grips that, yeah, that's, that was what you had seen. It was the can grip, right? You remember that? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. We did that goofy little sale. Cause we had all this stuff from sea otter that we couldn't use because sea otters canceled. Right. And the number of folks that bought those things was like, blew me away i'm like shit i need more envelopes like damn it right. <laughs> so you guys don't know what he's talking about they have these like little plastic grips that basically like click onto a beer can and then so then you turns your beer can into a to a beer mug essentially yeah. and need, uh need a can <laughs> i don't know you must have i must have emailed you guys about something because somehow i was on your mailer list and i i got the email and i was like i just read like are you the one that's that's writing them or is your PR guy yeah. they're writing? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's you. No, so like your sense of humor really comes out in it. And it, it just like the way you wrote it, it reminded me of something that I would write, you know, it just sounded like somebody <laughs> I'd want to hang out with. You know, I was like, dude, I need to reach out to these dudes and give them a right on. Like, let's chat because it, it just it sounded like a good time and your product, I've been thinking about it for a while. So yeah, and so I mean, we tried to sell these things just to like kind of get them out there. And then yeah. the number of folks that were, you know, returning customers and like just the new, uh, I was, it was, I was blown away at how many new folks came into the Archer tent, right? Yeah. By like doing something silly like this. Yeah. But like, you know, I know 400 bucks, right? It's a, it's a lot of money, 
Um, and a, a lot of folks are like, hey, that's really cool, but I don't have that cash, but I want to support that. And and I thought it was just like, it was such a cool affirmation of, of what we're trying to do and what we're trying to build here to have yeah. all those folks like in it. <laughs> that's super rad, man. Right on. Hey, dude, once again, like I said, I definitely, definitely appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat with me for sure. Man. Yeah. For all of you guys out there, um, if you enjoyed the show, hit the subscribe button. If you liked what you saw, hit the thumbs up. That that always makes me happy. Um, if you want to stop by my Teespring store, I got these stickers that I'm making. They look like election campaign year kind of stuff. So there's nice. one like that, one like this. Got one that looks like, apparently this one here, it looks like the American flag with like a circle of stars and biker in the middle of it. And I, I'm, I'm assuming that somehow like some algorithm thought that maybe this was like like anti-america or something like that because whenever i signed into teespring after i uploaded all these they were like that one's under review i was like what's going on like all right well apparently and then i got this uh bike biker only takes a bike uh bumper sticker one here too you can pick those all up at teespring.biker.com or um, there's a link in the show more you can go check that out over there too so um other than that man I really appreciate everybody out here and, and you guys know that it only takes a bike to be a biker. So get out and be one. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs>